Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Four years have passed since the first 17 chapters of this book. During the period, during this period, hundreds of unidentified flying objects have been seen and reported to the U.S. Air Force. Pilots with thousands of hours of flying time are still reporting them. Radar operators and experts in their field are tracking them. And crews on the missile test ranges are photographing them. Welcome again, Dr. Bill. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. We're going to introduce our uh, new sponsor, Orion BCS, here real quick. Um, give it a listen, and um, it'll be about 60 seconds. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to the Alien Pro Podcast, Orion Bank Card Services. Do you own a business and take credit cards for payments? Are your fees higher than you'd like? Not sure? Want to find out? If your answer is yes to any of those questions, check out Orion Bank Card Services. At Orion BCS, their goal is to find the best program and rates available for your business. Their team has years of experience helping clients find lower rates for processing credit cards. They understand that every business is different, so let them spend the time to find out what suits your business best. Orion BCS offers additional programs like the $100 Cost Savings Challenge, their new client sign-on bonus, and their exclusive Loyalty Rewards Program. As an added bonus for Alien Probe podcast listeners, when you become a client of Orion BCS, you'll receive a new Alien Probe podcast t-shirt. So visit orionbcs.com and let them begin the process towards saving you money to help you realize your financial goals. Once again, visit orionbcs.com and contact them today. All programs at Orion BCS are subject to terms and conditions. Visit orionbcs.com for more details. Um, they're a credit card company. Um, you know, so we're... I hope everybody enjoyed that. It's gonna it's our first one, so please give them a listen. Yep, and and so uh, what's happening here? We're we're back on uh, the report on unidentified flying objects, the final three chapters. Yes, that's true. And you were in Florida at uh, at the Cape. Yeah, I went to the Kennedy Space Center, which was very impressive. Have you been down there? Have you seen the Atlantis yeah. Uh, display? Yeah. Holy I, crap! I don't know. So, so the Cape was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good visit. You went to you the, the I haven't done that for years. The big museums and and all the the exhibits and stuff are awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I sh- should do that again. I haven't done that for a long time. Yeah, it takes a it takes a few hours to get through it, but it's uh, it was a really good it was a really good time, and I saw a lot of you know things down. They're having a rocket shot on the. Th- Sunday. This okay. Tomorrow. Halloween. Yeah, they do it two in the morning. It's really weird. I'm like, oh what time they do have a schedule. Okay. And it's two in the morning. So That's gotta be a sight um, gotta be a sight to see. It's a good good thing. I went when I yeah. was down there, one of the shuttles was on the pad. Um, yeah. So they, Oh really? Yeah. And you can do a bus tour and they wouldn't take you right up to the shuttle, but they took you to an observation tower. And um, you could you could see the shuttle. They wouldn't let you near it, but you could see it from the tower, which was like a maybe a half mile away or something. Yeah. So, well, um, yeah, that vehicle assembly building was crazy. We took the bus out. Yeah. To get to, um, you take the bus out there, yeah. and 
it's just a you know uh, it's just it's just crazy yeah i need to i need to but, do that again. you know there's a lot of different things down there to look at and um you know we got through we got through most of them a lot of the things we didn't do they're kid things oh. you know but most of the informational things you know were and to remind us about what we've gone through to get to this point is phenomenal yeah yeah you yeah know, some great stuff it, it, yeah it's pretty amazing so uh, how's your week man what have you been doing uh nothing oh oh uh, yeah i went to uh they had a massive library book sale here where i bought um uh, I went there. It goes went on for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I went to. I popped in uh, for four days. And the thing is, they half a million books, but they um, are constantly restocking the books. So I went went there every day and went to the uh, New Age Occult Wiki 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 the Witches Yeah Wiccan yeah. Wiccan Wick. Wiccan section that they had, which wasn't very big, and pulled every uh, UFO book that was there. So, and I sent you, I sent you six books, seven books. Holy crap! Yeah. Holy crap! Thank you. And then I found a book for Robert. He's actually uh, posted the uh, picture up on Facebook on his Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it lately. Yeah, you should check it out. Did he so, got it. You got it. Did yeah. He got it? Yours will be should be arriving on Thursday. But yeah, I sent you the duplicates that I had from books that I'd already picked up. But I got, uh, I don't know how many I got. I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 books. And, was uh, it all in one area? Did you have to like really root around, or was no. it all kind of in one area? It was a little area. It's about the size of a desk or two. And they had uh, you know some shelves and some flat area. So I just go over there, and in like two minutes, I just pull every UFO book that I saw. <laughs> and they were, I mean, most of them were like a quarter. I think I can, some of them were 50 cents. Oh, 17, 18 books. Um, and I, I sent you a picture. I got the Area 51 Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base by Annie Jacobson. And that looks oh, like, wow. That looks like a cool book, and it was only a buck. So, oh, that's amazing! Holy crap! Yeah, a, I've never seen that one. It's a thick, it's a thick book. This is the one where they, yeah. where they, um, she says that the um, bodies were midget Russians. Midge, oh yeah, yeah, that story. Yeah, yeah. The Rus- it was Russian children. Russian that children. Were oh. And I got used Russian. Yeah, look, mutant, mutant. Well, they were bred to be small. I shouldn't. They were small uh, people. Uh, they bred to be little people. Yeah, I gotta read. You know, I gotta. Then, I gotta read that. And then I, got, I remember that's one of the stories. Yeah, that's a that's almost a comical story. It seems like it might be a disinformation type thing. But I got the Time Life book, um, the UFO phenomenon. I've been reading it a little bit. It's surprisingly good, and it's from the uh, Mysteries of the Unknown Time Life series. And I was, I'm not that far into it, and it's an easy read, but I was shocked at, uh, it's pretty darn good. And I'm, I'm wishing, oh, I'd, really? yeah, I wish they had a bunch of other, you know, like book on ghost or uh, ESP or some other things in the Mysteries of the Unknown Time Life series. And I'm like looking at this going, I wish I'd picked up the other books because this one is surprisingly good. 
So it's got some really nice art. And uh, this, it's it. So far, it's good. We'll see. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy. It's not really um, saying it's all nonsense. They're giving it a fair sort of look-see. I mean, they're pointing out the crazy, and they're pointing out the hoaxes, and they're pointing out the stuff that's unknown. But it's a, I'm shocked. I, I didn't think it would be that good. It's a, it's a, well done, very well done. And I got. Uh, a bunch of old library or used library books on the um, got two of them, three of them on uh, Roswell. So it appears it looks like the library would two on Roswell that libraries would pick up books on uh, on Roswell debunking. And one of these is uh, interesting. Knock everything over is it's the UFO crash at Roswell, and it's published by the Smithsonian Press from the Smithsonian Institute. And one of the um, authors, this is a debunking book, one of the authors is a um, colleague of uh, uh, James McDonald, the guy that was um, the atmospheric physicist that was really into investigating UFOs and committed suicide. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's sort of it's one of those conspiracy things where you're looking at that going, why is his good friend writing a debunking book? And what's you know what's the? I mean, it's fine. It's 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 a. I'm happy to read these debunking books, and they need to be read. But it's just like you look at these connections between these people, and you wonder. It makes you wonder. Um, one of the other UFO books is written by or anti uh, debunking for Roswell is written by a guy that's a former CIA agent or a current or when he wrote it he was a current CIA guy who was also a member of um, MUFON New Mexico State Section Director of the of MUFON So it's like why is a really? why is a CIA guy it's just I guess I don't know the CIA guy worked in MUFON so I don't know it's these things that you you see and you go, wait a minute, this is these are some strange uh, strange connections. Or oh, I, yeah, and it yeah, it could be he infiltrating CIA guy infiltrating MUFON to see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to be a field. In, I was going. I, I want to be a field investigator. You can be a field investigator. Yeah. So you got to take a class. I'm sure it costs money. Yeah. You know, hey. <laughs> you know hey. to say I'll be a field investigator. I don't know if they send you out. Um, they have MUFON meetings around every area has them. It's kind yeah. of like um, other, you know, other institutions. And uh, so I'm thinking about attending a meeting. I'm sure Debbie's not going to go, but um, you should make her make her go. You know, she could, make her go. Debbie only has Debbie has a uh, somewhat tolerant view oh. upon uh, uh, all of this. All of this, and she's accepts it as our um, adventure. As your, as your idiot, <laughs> idiot like, yeah, I won't be doing any. Well, she did uh, alien abductions, which is a fairly popular episode. Like I said, the one she does when I say that Deb and I are, you know, when I state, and I usually state who's in it. Yeah, um, it gets a good, it gets a good reviews. Good, well, good, not reviews, but good listens. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, I got a bunch of bunch of books I wouldn't have picked up uh, otherwise. I got uh, it's just amazing. I got a bunch of um, alien abduction books. I got oh here's this is a really good one. Where is it? It's not here. Oh yeah, it's right here. So I got the original paperback for um, uh, the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, the interrupted oh, really? journey. Yeah, yeah, the old uh, 1960s paperback was in, stuck in there. Published uh, 1967, 66. So I was like, that was very cool to find. And uh, I got a book, uh, Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Which looks interesting. Here, I can't. We have video. Our people listening don't have video, but we have video. How come yeah. it's backwards? Is it backwards for you? No, no, uh, you're pixelating right now. Oh, senior. Great. I'm a pixel. It's, we got a delay, and we got a delay, and yes, it's our high speed. You're, you're scrambled. How's my video? Am I it's good? You're sharp. Me? It's. It might be. Yeah. yeah, yours is. I don't know if you. There you go. It's better. Do you have a connection or something there that you're? Yeah, uh, you're perfect. I mean, the, the sound is good. Your perf. Your picture is yeah. great. It's probably. It's my end. It's the you're computer. It's the computer or it's the uh, internet. I don't think it's the internet. It's probably this. Okay. My computer is 13 years old. So or 12 years old. And but it's a Mac. It's a Mac, and it's entering puberty. So I expect. Um, <laughs> problems <laughs> yeah. I had a there was another book here I mean it's just a ton of I mean nobody buys this stuff so it's like you go into a book sale like this I mean people are interested in it but the, there's not a lot of people in it so you go in there and it's just like you know although I did uh, I, you could meet some nice um, Wiccans while you're browsing the new age section for UFO books really? yeah um so it was always me. Did and you meet some good Wiccans? I don't know. Was, Wiccans? Yeah. Bill <laughs> and the Wiccans. It was always me and uh, these women cruising the uh, Wiccan books. So as I piled oh. up my UFO books. Uh, there's one more. Who's taking all the UFO books? They don't care about that. Was there a lot of people in there? Was it packed of people? or? Uh, th this no, year they were restricting. The, the My county is very COVID paranoid. So this county has actually had its federal funding pulled by the state because of mask mandates on students. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, um, so when you went in there, they were restricting the number of people that could go in, which actually made it nice because usually when they have this sale, which they do a couple times a year, they haven't done it for two years, uh, it's packed. And um, you, you, you know, you're just, you're just packed like sardines. But this, you know, restricting the people, it was just perfect. So, and it didn't Did seem. Did you have to wait to get in, or uh, the was there first a line? The or first day to... there was a line, and waited for like an hour. And the second day there was a line, and it was like twenty minutes. And then the last two days that I went, there was no line. You just walked in, walked in, walked to the the New Age section, grabbed the UFO books, walked out. Did you take now? After that, did you get all the UFO books? <laughs> I don't know. They're constantly restocking, so I just figured I. I'd grab what I saw, so I mean... Oh, so they had different ones there, possibly each every, day. Every day it was different. So, And they're constantly... I mean, they had a half a million books, so they're constantly taking books and putting them in there and, and stacking them. 
you know, in the particular section. So every day I went in there, there was new books. So anyone that came in, if they'd stock, you know, obviously if they stocked it between the time I was there and the next day, anyone came in, I'm sure they found people found plenty of books that I didn't see. But, you know, I'm not going to go back and forth a couple times a day. Yeah, well, how far out away from your place was it? It's 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's a small town. I'm looking for... That's amazing. Well, that's a good find, man. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. And there's another book that I found that was interesting. It's called The Truth Behind Men in Black by Jenny Rendles. And I always go into the references, and there was a book. I got the uh, PDF on, found it online. Um, That's like the first Men in Black book published in 1956 called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. I haven't read it. Um, I should send you a copy. I will send you a copy. Yeah. 1956, and this guy was um, a booking agent, and then he, for like theaters and stuff, and he would investigate UFOs, but people that he met along the way that would investigate would just like step away from it and no longer do it. And he was saying that uh, they were pressured by... um, like government people to stop investigating UFOs. So this oh, is, wow. this apparently is the um, like the first Men in Black book that was written 1956 by Gray Barker. They knew too much about flying saucers, so I thought that would be interesting to look at. So it's just it's funny. What, I mean, I love this 1950s UFO books. Like the one we're reading now, Rupelt's book. So, should we get into... Um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, let's get in. This was from the final three chapters. Yeah, I just I reread yeah. one of the three chapters. I didn't do the last two. Um, no, we, we'll probably just get through the first one anyway. I mean, it's... And, well, it was interesting that, you know, these... It, and it actually was a lot better... Um, description of some of the events in this, the list, the, 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 and, it's, the and they're still flying chapter. Yeah. Um, chapter 18. Of, and, and it was interesting because one of the, uh, and I was, I, every time they mention a town that had a good sighting, um, for instance, Springfield, Ohio, uh-huh. um, and then Cincinnati, of course, yeah, it had some sightings and, I said, well, what, what, you know, we think that these things are um, cruising around and looking for nuclear uh, weapons and things, and or what are they looking for? And uh, and it's funny because Wright Patterson Air Force Base, my favorite, yeah, and my favorite as what is where are all the UFOs and the bodies? Where are they being kept? And um, it's. Uh, that's what I think. Because Project Blue Book, the, the show, yeah. you know, they had him, they were on, and Werner Von, they wanted the episode. Did you watch that? Did you ever watch that little series? I watched some um, of them. Von, it, just, they, it, it didn't make it. I, funny enough, it didn't make it. I mean, it, I mean, it's not, I thought it was pretty good. A lot of the events mirrored the events that we've been talking about because it was the, it was, it was Rupelt and Heineck, basically. 
It and um, it only ran for two seasons, I think. I think I, I watched yeah, the first. Short. I ran, watched the first season. I haven't made it to the second season. One it's, of the it, one of the episodes, they went on this base, which I'm guessing is supposed to be Wright Patterson, and they met Werner von Braun, and then mm-hmm. they snuck in an area they weren't supposed to be, and then there was a they found a tank, and there was a dead alien in it, and you know so. Yeah, I don't want to speak this the the truth, whatever is the truth Werner, of it. But Werner von Braun, uh, yeah, Werner von Braun. I make, and then uh, I make them go up. I don't know where they come down. I don't know where they that's come a, down. I don't know if that's a true quote from him when he was working on the <laughs> V two systems. Probably that's a Mingleus quote, probably. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I got the picture. Another thing, I went to my sister's gallery, and there was a you know we we checked out here. She's an amazing artist, and um, I'll send you her website if you don't if, if I didn't give it to you yet. I, She's got yeah, her. yeah. I think you might have. Um, and uh, I mean, just amazing. It's because I'm talentless when it comes to drawing. I used to draw well, but I don't anymore. Yeah, we don't do it. We all do it when we're kids. Hey, I um, yeah. You sent that but picture. But I got anyway the V two. Anyway yeah. the V two. I want to go to the V two picture that I sent you. Yeah. That I picked up that one of the artists was a photographer. And it's interesting. It said the V two, so it had some other designation. Also, I read about it a little bit. And uh, if you look at the the tail of it, it's just a regular like rectangle where it's like the later ones had kind of a squared off end. Uh-huh. So I'm one, that was like the first shot at Cape Kennedy. Um of that yeah of, of them that test- rocket. It was a three stage rocket. I think it was two three two or three stage rocket and it, the final one didn't but the final one didn't uh separate. Well, the but, um but it still went two hundred and fifty miles above where the space station is, which I thought was okay. fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I thought the space station was a little farther out. I didn't know. Uh, uh, I think it's ninety miles, isn't it, or something? I don't remember. How does that thing? Stay, how do those things stay in space without falling? You know, like stuff just falls in strings. <laughs> no, they are uh, they are actually continuously falling. If you look, so at did, can we get it something up there to pull it back in yeah. a further orbit? I wonder. Uh, I mean, does it work like that? I don't know. Uh, essentially, the space station is continuously following, falling, but because of the gravitational well, it's falling in a circle. So, it's, oh, okay. if I understand it, so they they are falling, but they just don't fall down. Um. Yeah, I just. And then there's the, um, you know, the they had the sighting around Lubbock, and we know about the Lubbock lights, but. Oh, the new, also the, new the new sightings, yeah, yeah. So this, these were later than the previous ones. Well, Lubbock was still because I thought, oh, how's he writing about Lubbock? Was he dead already? No, Lubbock was in fifty. Uh, Lubbock was actually in fifty-four. So we should um, we should explain that the original book, the report on unidentified flying objects, came out in nineteen fifty-six, I believe. 1955 is when he wrote his... July 1955 is when Ruppelt wrote his um, foreword. The book was copyrighted and published in 1956. And then apparently in 1960, uh, a second edition was published with an additional three chapters, which is the copy that I have. 
what what's interesting is that the book doesn't actually I think the one is I can't tell the one I have may be the old um, book of the month club but you can't for, which was published in 1966 but you can't tell when this book was published it looks like it was published and printed in 1956 but it has these additional three chapters that were added in 1960 and Ruppelt died in September 15th, 1960, from a heart attack at 37 years of age. And the um, speculation hey, well, is... How old was he? 37. 37. 37. And the speculation... Wow. Yeah, the speculation That's is amazing. that he was uh, encouraged or forced to write an additional three chapters. Um, I think because the book was... Uh, too popular and taken too seriously. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I, as I mentioned last week, this that comment had been put added twice into the Wikipedia article and had been uh, twice removed from the Wikipedia article. You can see it in the, the edits. And I should add oh, that... Oh, wow, really? Yeah, because yeah, uh, Wikipedia keeps the... Um, Keeps the older edits, so you can go and review them. So that's what I did. But I have a feeling that's a uh, uh, something that they will stop pretty soon, so people won't see how the past is rewritten on Wikipedia or altered. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, want to tell you about the uh, real quick before we get rolling into this too much. I want to tell you about the book I read, Gray Land. Um, it's now about this- the Dumbs. The, who are the Dumbs? Um, deep underground military military bases. Okay. Okay. So, of course, Dad, you know I got it on, and there's seven books in the series, which I didn't realize until after I read the first one. I've got them now, but this is this is a um, fiction. It, it, fiction. It, it fiction? Loose, well, it, it's following that story of the guy in Dulce, New Mexico, who was drilling for the government. They hired him, and it's the, it's the exact story. He goes in, he gets in a firefight with. I mean, they go deep underground in this military base, and um, they recruit this guy. He's a. He, this is what he does. He tunnels for a living. It's his. He makes bait. He makes these bases for a living and shelters and things. That's his company. So the government, and it's all weird with you know a guy all in black coming to visit him, and then a general and all that stuff. But goes deep underground and then it turns out this guy's they're kind of making this guy like a he's not really a driller he's kind of they give him a gun and armor and he's really you know killing and then they these things just they're, they're just great they're graves they're about five feet tall and then they're they surmise that they are um a hive system where they answer to one central intelligence because of the way they're acting but they finally they he and his first encounter with him he gets it's the same story as this guy that would went around and told for real he told the story that he got three fingers shot off and a scar on his chest remember you were talking about how you saw a picture of him at a yeah it looked like a heart it looked like heart surgery you know what, what heart surgery but i don't want to you know, I mean, it's it's so fantastic that, but 
it's like any of this. We don't really know. I mean, but he they drilled and they actually the the way their story is that they they're we're drilling underneath the ground, making these tunnels with these high speed rails and things. I'm sure you heard that story. Yeah. Where oh yeah. There's a yeah. rail between you know the coast, the west there coast, a, and Area was, 51 and things. Yeah, there was a TV show that I watched years ago. I don't remember what it's called, but they did. Um, yeah, it was under, called under, Genesis 2. No, there was that, and then there was um, a newer one, and they were like uh, things under the ocean they were exploring, and one of the things is they discovered these uh, this network of of, of uh, tunnels with train, like massive train system underneath like the United States, and it, yep. was, uh, it was a really good show. It only lasted one season. I, I remember watching it with my kid, and then it was like gone, so... Was but, it from the seventies? No, this was um, couldn't have been ten years ago. I don't remember oh, wow. the name of it. Yeah, it was very cool. And then, uh, but the people actually ended up building a um, their own bathyscaph, which was just yeah because they couldn't get one, so they put a bathyscaph, some sort of bathyscaph together, and put it in the ocean to look at some stuff. And but like the last uh, episode was them discovering this tunnel and train network. Which is probably related Would to. They, they think it was alien, or they think it was just us being secret. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it that well, but I think it might have been that type of thing, like space aliens or underwater, you know, civilizations or some other stuff. But it was uh, sort of like X Files, Project Blue Book type type thing, but with a water component to it. it was actually, I liked it. Well, I mean, they just had that yeah. other show that they just canceled, um, Debris. Oh, we haven't. Oh, did they cancel it? It's we haven't done. finished it yet. Done. One season, one and done. One and done. One and uh, done. That one. That show I was enjoying. It was pretty. It good. was an acquired taste, though. It was kind of. It, I liked it because it was different, like we talked about. But it was. It was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Know? But it I was. Mean, it was it, interesting. It's different. It could have went anywhere. Yeah. With this thing, we never really. Figure, I mean, you could have really went far with this to where we really would have enjoyed it. Where you know some beans or I haven't seen it all. Did they ever? Did they ever discover any of the occupants of the debris? Because they said it was no. a ship that crashed. Or yeah, like the whole no, thing. it was like there was. Yeah, it was just like more of the same of what you saw, and uh, there yeah. were people and competing interests like the Russians and some other organization for debris and stuff. The premise was good. Like you said, they could have went anywhere. It, yeah, it just didn't. They canceled it after one season, which is too bad. I mean, they they have do. you been watching La, now? Have you been watching La Brea? No. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen seen it, but I I've seen the like the listing for it, but I haven't turned it on yet. Is it good? We've been watching. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like you said, it's different, but it it seems I didn't watch Lost, and it seems like that kind of movie. They all just kind of have that same. Yeah. You know, you're in this weird place, and we, you know, it's Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, Lost was you're just able to get out of it, and then you can't. Yeah, Lost you know, was it, Lost was fantastic, and then the wheels fell off the wagon. So, like the first yeah. first few seasons were something else, and then they're just like, we don't know where to do or where to go, and then it just got weird. So. Yeah, but Grayland Grayland's good. I would definitely, but I don't know. You know, I don't. I, I think I need to start reading the. Ro- We're going to be doing Roswell here soon, right? Oh, I mean, we we it's, we beat it to death, but now we have all these new books and well, um, I, I, things. 
we uh, we have a lot we, of we did what every we did what everybody does. You know, we did what everybody knows. But yeah. what doesn't? What are the, some of the things that maybe are happened that you know the average person that doesn't uh, gather all these Roswell know. related. There were so many. There, well, I don't know. I got, I mean, UFO crash at Roswell. Um, I'm actually, I just sent this one to you. It's a different book than the one you have there. Or if you might already have it, it's this one. I don't know if you can see UFO it. UFO crash at Roswell. Uh, I, that's in the, I that's in the books that. that I'm sending you. I, I found oh, that okay. at the library. Yeah, I don't have that one yet. I, that one's on the way. And then I got the truth about uh, the UFO crash at Roswell. I mean, I picked this one up, and then I just read the the original Roswell book, which I think you have, is the Roswell incident. Yes, I do have the Roswell incident. And then you just picked up the crash at Corona, which is is what is that? Is that what is Corona? Um. So the I'm not sure what's going on with that, but there is evidence of a testimony on a second crash site. So there's the old book which was people said was a uh, fake which was a which maybe I'm going to actually pull it down. Hang on. And here with the library of the library of books here. So this anyway. book, are you talking? So this yes. book is uh, by Scully and it's the uh, Behind the Flying Saucers. And this guy tells a story, and I have a, tells a story about another a crash and aliens and um, other stuff, I think. I hope it's this one. Actually, look at it. I need to look. But this guy, um, this book was debunked. And... Um, which one? The Corona book or another? The one? the Scully behind the flying saucers and True Magazine, which sort of got me into the UFO stuff when I was looking at the older magazines and stuff. True Magazine actually has a lengthy article, which I have, debunking this book. And um, what's come out after the U- like the Roswell UFO investigation, and I think what's happening with the Stanton T. Freeman, who's a big, uh, you know, UFO investigator, he um, he came out and was saying there was a second crash site, and that the suggestion the suggestion is is that Scully was misled by people for some of the information, but the basic information about their the crash that he supposedly writes about uh, was a second crash. So that's what I think the crash at Corona is about. So there was the original. There was the UFO crash at Roswell, and then there was another crash, which, um, you know, was debunked. So, I mean, there's a lot of noise going on with this stuff. And like I said, I just picked up um, two more books that were library books, because I guess the libraries don't like, um, like uh, you know, the regular sort of UFO books. they got to have the debunking books. Um, one is the Roswell Inconvenient Facts and the Will to Believe by Carl T. Flock, which was, I uh, had a forward by Jerry Pornell, which I found real interesting. 
Oh, that's interesting. And the guy is a CIA guy that wrote this, which is interesting. And then there's the UFO crash at Roswell, the genesis of a modern myth, which is also interesting because I, I'm not sure what's going on with this. I'm going to have to read them, but it's published by the Smithsonian uh, Institute Press. And one of the authors is a former colleague of James McDonald, who was a big UFO investigator in the 60s and committed suicide. Um, That's interesting. Well, everybody, the people that knew him felt that there was nothing mysterious about his suicide. But my take on it, I'm going to sound like, you know, whatever. Uh, my take on it <laughs> is uh, if you look at it from sort of an espionage aspect i think that he had a um it's possible that he had a, a psyop psychological operation against him to degrade and destroy his life which is a possibility which is which is what they would do the which our government did, did do i don't know if it still does um and um anyway it's, if you read James Elroy's uh, trilogy on American tabloid, which he talks about, you know, the government and the assassinations and their fiction. And right. the FBI and all this other stuff in the 60s. You walk away from that book and then you look at James McDonald's and, and uh, what happened to him and his suicide. And you can go, oh, yeah, I can believe that this is this. Uh, this could have been a psychological operation directed against him. To psychologically destroy him and drive him. Well, I'm looking at what right now. What I'm looking at is a nut. Remember, I sent you the Mas Masonic Lodge with the oh yeah, with the, it. well yeah, that's Which, it's uh, a pseudo pseudo swastika on the Masonic Lodge. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was. A, and my sister was quick to. This is the Jewish side of my family. And you're going, yeah. Was quick to remind me that that swastika is not facing the right way. That is not a swastika. It's facing the wrong way. Uh, and I believe she is. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I, it's. I'm trying to resurrect the picture. It's hard. Oh, there to, it is. And uh, I don't know which way they go. Uh, There's an orientation. Yeah. I know. I have. Oh, I know. I have. Um, I have some I books. By, going the right way. I think it's going the right way. Know. From what I saw. <laughs> I have a. Um, yeah. Not that it means anything, but uh, I think it is going the right way. I have. <laughs> That is a swastika. The uh, <laughs> this is that bizarre. Um, Kipling used to use you know, the use the swastika as his his chop on his books, and depending on the the edition of book you get, it goes one way or it goes the other way. So I'm not sure if that has any meaning because they say that the Indian version goes one way, but Kipling you know was grew up in india and he used to use it. his publishers put it one way or another so it's not him but originally that chop was um bookkeepers would put it in at the beginning of their their uh, log for the year their count books for the year and it was supposed to be for good luck which is why uh oh, really kipling had it maybe on. that's why could be i don't know how well, long i don't know how long that lodge the lodge has been there since uh, i mean it's downtown well and it's it's well, Kipling in the 1930s asked his publishers to stop using the chop on his books because of the rise of the party in Germany. Instead, yeah, he says, they, he goes, they just, They've just destroyed the meaning of it, and I don't want to use it anymore in my books. Which is, yeah, well, um, I actually that's got a good thing. 
I got a uh, collected works of Kipling. I don't know how many volumes it was, but it has this the chop on the spine. And um, I got it in a thrift store for like a dollar a volume. And these things were published in like 1910. And they're pristine. Some They haven't even been opened. I mean, I think they were sitting in somebody's house, you know, for a hundred years. And somebody died and they finally just gave it to the thrift store. Uh, oh, but, really? Yeah. And I, I didn't even notice that it had the chop on it. And then... Um, when I bought it, people were like, when I, I said I want to buy these books at the thrift store, it was a high-end thrift store over in over towards north of Jacksonville. And uh, it's where, um, in a wealthy area, so it was a, this thrift store had really nice stuff in it. And so the people at the thrift store were asking me about the chop, and I'm going, I go, it's just it's something he had on his books. Uh, it didn't have it the meaning at the time, and he did ask it to be removed later on. Yeah. But uh, so I got this great collection of, of Kipling books for, you know, like $15, but people wouldn't, didn't want to touch it because the chop was on it. So, and I'm like, yeah, well, but the I can, chop is the swastika. Yeah. Is that what it, so I, I could, it's weird. Yeah. And my thinking is, is I could spend $15 for a great collection of his works, or I could find a collection that doesn't have it on it and spend, you know, $500. So, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I couldn't believe these these books were like new. I mean, I mean, just crisp and new, and they were 110 years old. And it's like somebody just, you know, they were in storage or something somewhere for 100 years. So, that's amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's a little weird. You'd have to look up when the uh, building was built, um, and yeah. um, maybe it was maybe it was the Masonic Hall of all the German rocket scientists that, from NASA. <laughs> Um, yeah, you never know. Yeah. It was just, it was it was kind of. I found it. Of course, I jumped right out at me. Nobody else noticed it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, so it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait no, it's a minute. Just, What's that? Oh, that's cool. Because my dad was a mason, and then yeah, you know, my adopted father was also a mason. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, that's kind of weird that it's got that. You know, that wasn't the lodge that my dad went to i don't think she said oh, yeah. that was he didn't go to that lodge but yeah, i don't know he, if that's... Pro- he probably wasn't allowed to go to that lodge no i don't <laughs> no, i'm know. sorry yeah, we, you never know we, we don't take your kind here at this you're gonna have to go to the other lodge yeah so, yeah um, bizarre anyway um so project should we they're still flying so we we started talking about uh rupel he died he mayor he was encouraged to write an additional three chapters to add into his book and i it's been a while since i read this chapter so i was expecting it to be more negative it wasn't bad though i don't know how the we'll talk about the next two i guess the next time and see see how much of a walk back there is because one of the things that came out in the uh roberts report robertson report roberts report was that the the um when the CIA, they were talking about uh, encouraging the system of the magic trick. And we saw that with the UFO documentary by J.J. Abrams, where in the third episode, they had like the, the old black and white footage of the uh, magician. And then they interviewed the guy that used to belong to MUFON, and, and they were talking about the people that were doing disinformation campaigns on stealth aircraft. Yeah. So it's possible that... Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we cover those. This one did a little bit of a walk back, but not a really big 
walk back? No, I mean it's and the dates are chronologically later. I mean it's yeah, they're in fifty six. Fifty five. So they actually fifty five and fifty six. Oh, and and all the way up to fifty seven. I got a fifty seven date here on my yeah, notes. So they're you know, there was sightings, you know, they're discussing all the you know, they had ninety you know, ninety seven percent of the sightings were and and this is when actually when um NICAP came on in fifty in um Yeah, that was actually really really interesting. And a NICAP is uh the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena and I think that it was started by um Donald Kehoe. Is that it, yes, it was. And is that private? It's that's not a government. NICAP is a yeah. private organization like it, MUFON. Yeah, it's private. And I actually, when I was reading the uh, Firestorm, the biography of of uh, James McDonald, they actually talked about the end of NICAP. And the lady that wrote the book was saying that it was. Uh, she thinks that it was the the. CIA that was involved in the destruction and end of NICAP and that it ended weirdly because the the board took it over and said uh, fired got rid of Kehoe and got rid of a bunch of people said he was spending money said he was profiteering he uh, he's, yeah yeah he was accused of being a profit profiteering off the yeah but the organization but the new director just took all the money for salary and then just shut everything down so. Um, the scale and the salary, uh, Kehoe wasn't paying himself anything, and he wasn't paying the staff. He was paying the staff like minimum wage at the time. So they were very frugal with the money, but it had a weird, weird shutdown, and the board basically killed it. And this lady says it was because of the CIA. Um, but actually, I had a thought when I was reading this, rereading this chapter. So they had um, all these Navy people that were involved in in NICAP when it started. It had retired Vice Admiral R.H. Hillencoder for two years, Director of the CIA, Lieutenant General P.A. Deval. I wonder if that's uh, the fishing, that reservoir where we grew up near was called Deval. I wonder if it's... Well, I, know, I, I had that exact thought when yeah. I was reading that. Ex- and that's by Lawrence Livermore Lab, actually, yeah. if you remember, right? He was an ex-commanding um, general of the famous 1st Marine Division, and then retired Rear Admiral Herbert B. Knowles, noted submariner of World War II. Um, Is this NICAP thing? Yeah, these are the board. These are people that were involved with NICAP. And then um, Admiral Farney, uh, who I don't see a description, retired Admiral Delmer S. Farney. Farney made a statement. And I was actually thinking, because these are contemporaries with your, your dad. So, uh, your dad probably, it's unfortunate that your dad isn't still alive because your dad probably knew some of these guys. Yeah. And could have. I'd be be interested in talking to him about. uh, It would have been awesome. He served on 7 0. It was amazing going through his stuff, too. um, They had, you know, picture, a lot of picture, a lot of pictures of military, you know, of his. Ships. Of his time. Yeah. Yeah. Not Yeah, he served on seven ships. Wow. And it's uh it's it's just an amazing just just an amazing life so impressed yeah um, and, and, but I was, it would I was have been nice if he was around to have it you know it's like hey i'm here and uh <laughs> by the way do you know these guys yeah tell us about uh, these yeah. tell us about these guys He's like because my I'm, son is a crackpot yeah. <laughs> because i'm not telling you anything 
Get out of the get out of the house. Really get off my lawn. AM. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that would have I was thinking that. That would have been fascinating if he was still alive to ask him about these people and to just to hear sort of his personal knowledge about the people and 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 who they were and stuff. But one of the other things is NICAP, and I'm wondering if this was a motivation for for this chapter is because of the emergence of of NICAP. And he says uh He's talking about different UFO organizations. He says, there a mere fact that another civilian UFO investigative group was being born was neither news nor UFO history, because since 1947, well, well over 100 such organizations had been formed. But none deserve the niche in UFO history, as does NICAP. And then he talks about, he's suggesting that it's just a money-making scheme. Then there was, uh, then people started, the, started resigning yeah. Admiral Farney, General Weidenmeyer, and General DeVal politely and quietly resigned from NICAP's Board of Governors. Well, I'm sure they weren't retired, correct? They still active duty? We don't know. Do we know? Because um, yeah. that probably wouldn't be very popular to be doing something like that um, while oh. you're still in the military. No, I don't think so. So it might Although these guys, from, these guys were retired, 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 retired. Well, they're all retired. They're retired. I don't know about Farney. Retired. Okay. Retired. He was Del- Delmer S. Farney was retired too, but still, I mean, they're par- all part of the system, and. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they can take their pension or do anything weird to them. Maybe they were uh, threatened. Well, I mean, it's it's Who knows? the thing is, it's it's a small community when you come down to it. It's like your dad was a. Annapolis grad so there's yeah. there's a lot of activities where they they still meet and eat at the time so it's it's a community it's a tight-knit community yeah. and um, you have your friends coming up to you and your colleagues and they're all going you know wait a minute we can't you can't uh, you you, sh- you should not be involved in this this is not right you need to step away and if you have enough friends come up to you and say you need to step away from this it could happen he also says here he said, NICAP Director Don Kehoe has taken a beating, being accused of profiteering, trying to make a headline, and other minor social crimes. But personally, I doubt this. Kehoe is simply convinced that UFOs are from outer space, and he is a dedicated man. He's actually, he's a really fair writer. Well, and, even Kehoe was a major in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's... and he was a trainer in World War. He was injured, and he took a retirement. Um, I think he was also an Annapolis grad. And he took a retirement, a disability retirement, and then he was activated World War II, Kehoe was, as a trainer. Right. So it's a, but some of the uh, these sightings were pretty interesting. Did you see the in this chapter, he talked about the sighting in uh, White Sands? Yes, and of course, you know my love of White Sands. is That's another place where they think there's an underground base and there's been stories of... You know that on the white sands, the the craft actually went to the ground. It was glowing egg shaped, yeah, large yeah. craft, and it actually went down into the white sands area and disappeared. It, of course, yeah, yeah. Report. I mean, that would that would uh, fit that sort of you know that scenario. would fit that description. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning toward the underground thing. It's kind of I don't know, it might be because you know it's the latest thing I read. You know I am. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's underground. I mean, underground. It's all underground. Well, where are they? You know, we can't. Well, there was also another story of a farmer that 
grabbed an 18 it was i think it was like an 18 inch in, in UFO. Ireland. yeah 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 got it yeah. a headlock i got a headlock and then we put it down headlock. we put it down we just set it down for a second to go over this fence and it took off and it flew away yeah <laughs> and i thought that was the best report ever mm. I got, and i guess the guy was pretty credible too yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> that happened to i was thinking about the, i mean uh, the white sands one and it just there was that other report that was in the um, the official reports from Project Blue Book, buried in my desk, um, where that intelligence officer had seen some fantastic stuff while driving driving to or from the base. Yeah, and, and it's, it's usually a guy that doesn't usually. He's like uh, UFOs are bullshit and all that, and then all of a sudden, holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know real. what I saw. Yeah, something's going on. But that was interesting. It made me think that, you know, they talk about the um, experimental aircraft or, or covering up experimental aircraft or capturing alien technology and testing it and stuff. And I see descriptions yeah. like that previous one and this one. I'm going, you know, maybe. So, yeah. Maybe. I told you I saw a meteor at, uh, while we were at dinner at down in florida oh yeah meteor green it was green like the one you were talking about really really kind of funny That's yeah okay. there's a streak across the sky and I th- yeah. we're sitting eating we're outside really nice restaurant cruise ship in the background you know perfect weather and perfect perfect cloudless clear night and all of a sudden i see this thing streak across the sky and i dead i'm looking dead i went oh shit <laughs> hey, and then it, it, it's all got oh, it's a meteor, and it just like disintegrated. It just kind of disintegrated, didn't explode or anything. It just well, kind of ended. It's like the fireball yeah. that I saw when I was in Zurich. It's like if if you're sitting outside and you're, I mean, this stuff has to happen fairly frequently. If you're sitting outside, yeah, enough. I mean, and, but what a coincidence that both of us have seen an unusual astronomical phenomenon yeah well i saw i was barbecuing and then l- the night before last i'm out barbecuing and i see another one same thing another meteor and i uh, say what is this what is it? are we i mean i don't know if we're in the middle i didn't look i don't think we're in the middle of a meteor shower you're, right you're now being, but you're being targeted yeah i'm being targeted uh but it's uh yeah it was it's interesting you know to see to see that but yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's. I have a feeling this stuff happens fairly frequently, and it, you just have to yeah. be looking in the right direction at for the right two, three seconds to see stuff like this. So this is. Um, we're coming up on an hour, yeah. and we. I think we have more stuff to talk about on this chapter, and we can pick up the last two chapters, or one chapter, or two chapters. And but what I started to mention before is there's a, I've seen it in the later 1960s and 70s UFO literature and articles and things like that. There's the walk back, and it's it. I right. think it ties into the Robertson report where they, they want to present the stuff as the magician's trick. It's like you see the trick, and then they explain the trick, and that's some sort of psychological strategy, which I'm not sure I really understand. But to to I guess diminish the excitement or engagement in, in um, sort of the UFO belief system, okay. but they've been doing this for seventy years, and they're still um, 
we're right where we were in 1947, uh, where we're seeing things and we don't know what's going on. So, so well, we'll, we'll continue on with uh, the next chapter as we roll in. Yep, and we'll, we'll be wrapping up maybe next week the report of unidentified flying objects by Edward J. Rupelt, which is probably the best UFO book ever oh. written. Well, that one's going right in the forefront of everything, right with uh, Mrs. R- Wright's, Shelley, was it Shelley Wright's test or with uh, Einstein? Oh, the, uh, Einstein's, uh, the student that worked with Einstein for yeah. a summer. Yeah, yeah I'm was- getting, a lot of the people I know that listen to the show really enjoyed that episode. They said that's something that they'd never, nobody had ever known. Well, you know, it's hard to say what reality, but it looked pretty good to me. And her her uh, interview was very realistic. Yeah. So yeah. for someone. Um, so, all right, you ready to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments and questions or requests to Alien Probe Podcast at gmail dot com. Visit visit us at Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod. Thanks for joining me again, Doctor Bill. Yes. Uh, thanks again for Ryan BCS, our latest uh, supporter. We appreciate it. And um, thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.